In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Paul says, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Then he goes on to say, I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. <clears throat> now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. What a telling illumination of our humanity. Each of us are sinners. It's part of our humanity. But what is sin? When we think of sin, we generally think mostly of those horrible things that we read in the newspapers and see on TV. Murder, robbery, assault. And the perpetrators of those deeds are indeed sinners. But so are you and me. Sin is anything that is opposed to God's will for God's people. Sometimes sin is very obvious and overt, and sometimes it's very subtle. Anytime we do or we think or we say something that we know deep down is opposed to what God would have us do, that is sin. We all fail frequently, either by action or inaction, and we fall short of what we know that God desires for us. There's something inside of us, just, just as it was in Paul, that drives us to seek our own will rather than the will of God. That is sin dwelling within us. And it's been part of the human condition from the very beginning of creation. In the Garden of Eden, Eve ate from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of, of good and evil, and then gave it to Adam and he ate as well. Not only do we fall short of what God expects for us, but then we blame it on anyone or anything other than ourselves. When God came into the garden and Adam and Eve realized their nakedness and hid themselves, God immediately knew that they had gone astray. And what did Adam do? He says, the woman you gave me, she gave me fruit from the tree and I ate. So God looked at Eve and said, what is this that you have done? And Eve said, the serpent tricked me, and I ate. Our sinful nature begins to show itself at a very young age. If you don't believe it, get two babies that are just old enough to become mobile. Then put a large lollipop between them and watch what will happen. It won't take very long before they begin to com compete and push and shove for the sugary prize. Very often we blame others for the ways that we fall short 
of what God desires for us. Or we at least try to get others to share in that blame. And if all else fails, we can always blame Satan. Those of you who are old enough to remember the 1970s Flip Wilson show will probably remember Flip's character, Geraldine. Whenever she would do something she shouldn't do, she would look at the other characters in the skit and say, the devil made me do it. And what we human beings are really good at is justifying our sinful behavior. We can come up with a thousand reasons to justify what we do. Or we minimize our sinful actions because they're not really very serious. Now you, on the other hand, you should know better. Your sins are always worse than mine. After all, I had extenuating circumstances. We also are very adept at categorizing sins. Some we feel are more serious and others we feel are, are not very serious. But God doesn't look at sin the way that we do. Hierarchy of sin is a human construct. To God, sin is sin. The truth is, just like Paul, we are all sinful creatures. We also cry, wretched man, wretched woman that I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Try as we might, we can never fully rid, of our, rid ourselves of sin. So what are we to do? The weight of our sin is often much more than we can even bear. The answer is pretty straightforward. We go to God in Christ and we ask for forgiveness. Every time we gather together for corporate worship, we say a general confession. Often our tendency is to just recite the words without really giving them much thought. Rather, we should pray those words, taking them to heart as we attempt to remember the ways that we have sinned by thought, word, and deed. And then we must admit that we are truly sorry and we humbly repent. Lastly, we ask God to help us to walk in his ways. If we are truly repentant, when we pray these words, then we are totally and completely forgiven. Then the priest says the words of absolution on behalf of God. Now sometimes people have a difficult time accepting that they are truly forgiven when we say a general confession. Or they may want to be more intentional at particular times in their life or at particular dates in the church calendar. At those times, our prayer book offers services called the Reconciliation of a Penitent, commonly known as Confession. 
Here at St. Luke's and in other Episcopal churches, this service is offered during Lent and in other and at other times when parishioners have particular need. The teaching of the Episcopal Church on individual confession is that all may avail themselves of it. None must, some should. It isn't required, but for some that personal interaction with the priest in a short liturgy of confession helps them to more fully accept God's absolution and forgiveness. In the past, I've had parishioners who were so burdened with their sin or their anger that they had really difficult time releasing it and accepting God's forgiveness. For those persons, I had them go home and get a pencil and paper and write down all that they were feeling in a letter to God. They were to vent all of their anger, their fear, their guilt, all that they were feeling about what they had done or the resentment that they felt towards others that they feel had harmed them. I asked them to write as many pages as needed and then put all of that in an envelope and seal it. Then they would bring the envelope back to me. We would put it on the altar. We would say a prayer of repentance, asking God for forgiveness. Then we would go outside and we would burn the sealed envelope. No one would ever see it except the writer and God. And we would visualize the smoke rising as the sins were ascending to God. After we had done this, then we would go back into the church and we would kneel and we would go through the service of the reconciliation of a penitent. Whether it's in your personal prayers at home or during our general confession during our corporate worship or confessing to God with the assistance of the priest, the key is being penitent and completely turning your sins over to God as an offering and releasing them. Paul said, wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Jesus says, come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let us stand and affirm our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all 